Hey guys, welcome back to Positive Impact with Andrew Schultz. On today's episode, I have a very, very special guest. She's an entrepreneur. She's a mom. She's a woman of faith. And most importantly, she is my beautiful friend and spiritual sister, Bronwyn Eisen. Bronwyn, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Andrew, thank you so much for having me. I'm super happy and excited that you invited me on today. We've been trying to do this for a while. But I know we good. have. And uh, so thank you for coming on. Uh, like I told you a little bit before we push record, you are the high, most highly requested guest I've ever had on the show. Other women have been reaching out to me saying, we want Bronwyn as your podcast guest. And that's, uh, that's a huge testament to who you are as a person. And um, it's, I'm, I'm grateful to have you here. I'm grateful to have you in my life. Um, for people listening, I met Bronwyn about, it was five years ago in the desert. I was working at Lululemon and Bronwyn was a Lululemon ambassador. And she came in. I was like, wow, she's hot. That was my first response. <laughs> and then I, uh, and then I, I knew about your yoga studio, Evolve Yoga in La Quinta. And um, we had a conversation one day and you actually let me come teach at your studio. And that's how our friendship started. Uh, and that was uh, four, four and a half years ago. And here we are four and a half years later, both of us have made many, many changes since then. So let's talk about your recent change, if you would, Bronwyn. You just made a big move. You took you and your girls from the desert to Scottsdale. I did. And thanks again for having me on. And um, yeah, I just sidebar real quick. I, I feel like I've known you for longer than four and a half, five years. I feel like I've known you like my entire life, um, which is really cool. That's a good friendship. Um, okay. So yes, my recent move I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona in August, 2020. And I did it by complete leap of faith and really happy to be here. I work in wellness. I clearly have a love for wellness, having the yoga studio and then being able to continue to be a voice um, in I guess you could say in the sector of, of wellness gives me incredible pleasure. While I'm not teaching yoga on a day-to-day -day basis, I still have my online platform, but it was time for me to shift gears and go back uh, to my roots, I guess you could say, which a lot of people think that my roots were yoga. And that's where I started my career, but my first career and definitely a, a true passion and love for, for of mine is journalism. So I um, went back to the roots of, of journalism and being able to then now segue stories and information to people um, through the company that I'm working for. So they brought me in and it's a total God thing how that even came about. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel very, very blessed to, to be here and, and be here with my daughters. It's just a whole new world for us. So I, I want to dig into this a little bit deeper because obviously with the pandemic, everything going on since March, um, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of fear. I think fear is a bigger epidemic or pandemic than the actual COVID. I think you and I would agree on that. But what you've built in the desert at your old studio with, when you had the brick and mortar of Evolve Yoga, which is now Evolve Yoga Online, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you put... I know how much blood, sweat, and tears you put into building that brick and mortar and the community of people that you brought together and you cultivated over those five plus years. So talk to us about how difficult it was to um, end one chapter and then start a new chapter and talk about, you know, the faith, how that played a big part of you saying yes to this um, new journey. Because Bron, when people listening right now, a lot of moms, a lot of single moms, a lot of people who are stuck in that fear, not knowing how to put one foot in front of the other. And I really want to use this um, example that you've just recently um, embarked on of how people can start to step into that power. Well, I'm going to backtrack and go back to even prior to the studio. So I did live here in Scottsdale uh, previous to now returning. But I lived here and went through a 
big trial and tribulation and humbled to my core um, when I went through a divorce. So in 2004, I had my first baby, 2007, I had my second little girl. And it was at that time, you know, 2000, 2007, 2008 is when we saw a financial crisis in our country. And I was a, you know, right smack dab in the middle of it. My ex-husband and I, we owned a mortgage company and we all know it was happening back then. So there was this massive crash. Um, and that also was, you know, the end of my marriage. So the marriage dissolved and I wasn't able really to stay here with a toddler and a newborn under my arm um, to try to make it on my own. So my family was like, you need to come back to California. So on top of all that too, in the third trimester of my pregnancy, I'd also contracted something called coccidiomycosis, which is an upper respiratory disease. So when I moved from Scottsdale back to the desert, I was not only um, didn't have any money, didn't have, an, didn't have a car, um, my parents had to have help me find a place to live. My dad gave me a car to use and I was really, really sick. So they helped me out for a little while. And then it was at a point where it was like, okay, we're helping you out the last three, four months. Like you can't, you know, we didn't expect to take on a family of three and really it wasn't their responsibility. Um, so at that time, that's just when I got really humbled and drove the car uh, that my dad was lending me down to social services um, right there in Indio, California. And I went in with both little girls underneath my arm and I applied for state assistance and food stamps. And, you know, I'm walking in there going, my whole life just flipped upside down. I was living in a, you know, million dollar house with, you know, it was like, had the cars, the everything, you know, on the outside, you know, all that just monetary stuff that, you know, I look back now and it's like, yeah, nice to have, but it can be gone in an instant. And that's exactly what happens. It was gone. I mean, it was like, it, it was unbelievable how quickly something like that happened. Um, so that's when um, I also was like, wow, this is not only so humbling, but I, this isn't who I am. And that's when I really had to take a look and, and of course, you know, you go through that and you're depressed. I mean, I don't have a marriage anymore. I've got these little girls. I have no job. I have no money, but I also knew that I had some talents, um, God given talents. And that was, you know, I, I knew broadcasting and um, journalism and I knew uh, how to teach yoga. So when I moved there, people also were not hiring. Um, not seeing anything near as bad as what we've got going on right now in our country, but it was still people were not, you know, looking to hire anybody. And um, so I had a really hard time finding a job. Uh, I was given an opportunity, though, about four months, six months, actually about six months or so later after I moved there to start teaching yoga at one of the most prestigious clubs in the country there in the valley. And so I started doing that part time. And then somebody knew somebody who said, you should go and apply for this. Um, medical host where you'd be a medical television host for for this company and you would be interviewing doctors and so I put one foot forward after the other I applied for both positions um, God definitely worked in, in my favor and gave me both positions but at the same time they were still never it was never enough money to even pay the bills so I was still on food stamps was on food stamps for and state assistance for probably a year and a half so still really, really humbled. I mean, you know, I'm walking in the store using a debit card. That's one of those um, food stamp cards. And I'm seeing people that I know. And of course, it's embarrassing. And, you know, I'm just kind of wondering how my life got to where it was. And but then that's too. my self-esteem was really low. I was definitely in a, in a depressed mode. Um, but then my mom said to me, hey, you know, you should maybe reach out to one of these local publications and start writing for them. So that is when um, Lauren Del Sarto, who has Desert Health News, which I think I know who I think you know who she is. She, she her publication was brand new, and I reached out to her about my story about Valley Fever, about coccidium mycosis, and she picked it up and said, "Yeah, it'd be great if you could write." So that gave me that confidence, and I knew it just had to start going one step at a time. And then, as soon as I was able to do that, then I started 
doing um, yoga classes out at the polo field as well. I was given an opportunity out there. And that was really the birth of Evolve Yoga, to be honest with you, was, you know, the polo fields. Um, I was there for about a year and a half and everyone said, hey, why don't you open up your own studio? And I'm like, okay, this girl's still on food stamps. I'm still on state aid. Like, how the heck am I going to do this? Um, I had picked up some extra work here and there and I worked for one company um, where this was another absolute blessing. Um, not only was I, you know, paid for the work that I did, it was um, in broadcasting but they also ended up giving me stock in their company, which was a medical company. And I ended up taking, um, calling them and saying, I wanna pull all the money out of, of the stock and um, took the money out and I bought myself a car. I gave the car back to my dad. When it was time to open the studio, I had a car that was paid for. This is where I had to get really, you know, I guess you could say crafty and utilize any sort of way that I could open up a studio. So I leveraged my car. I leveraged my car to open that studio. And um, I will proudly say that within the first year I paid the debt back. So it was a really cool feeling, but yes, it would have never been without the support and love of such an incredible community that the Coachella Valley afforded me, um, not only with great teachers like yourself, Andrew, um, every teacher that came in there graced that studio with their presence and their love and their dedication for the love of yoga. Um, the community that was coming from, you know, Oregon and Washington and Canada and all of the locals. Um, I do look back now that I don't have that as, as something that I go to every day anymore, but the memories that I built there and the friendships and the community, I still have all that today. I still have people who reach out to me. They're on my online um, I was there, including the polo fields, almost nine years I had the business. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> and then now you're in Scottsdale. The You took the business online and Evolve Yoga Online, which one of the things, as I hear some of these things I didn't know. And so I'm learning a lot, uh, Bronwyn. So I appreciate you being really vulnerable. Um, and, you know, our mess becomes our message. Our test is now our testimony. And I think that's why you and I are such kindred spirits because of what we've overcome to get to where we are today. Um, but everybody who is looking for an online platform for all things yoga, I send them to Evolve Yoga Online. And you were the first person, uh, what, four years ago um, to, to build your online platform before it was like the cool thing to do. And I remember you and I were uh, driving back from San Diego and you were telling me all about it. And I was, I was just so proud because you're, you're taking that leap of faith. And now looking back, like you were the first one to go into that space. And um, I'm just, I love that you're still making that a priority for things you do and holding space for others to, um, to have a space where they can, uh, they can practice their yoga on their mat because we need it now more than ever. And so um, talk to us about Evolve Yoga Online. Talk to us about you making the decision to creating that platform when nobody else was doing it. Because for people listening, the reason I'm bringing these stories up and having you like hyper-focus on your the mindset, Bronwyn, is it's such a great inspiration for people now to tap into their passion and to build something that is meaningful for them. Um, and you're an inspiration because you've done it on numerous occasions. So talk to us about building a platform of, of all of yoga before anybody else was doing it? Well, I'll start with saying that when you have an idea, when somebody has an idea, never think of it as necessarily being a crazy idea. There's a reason, however you want to look at it. For me, I always look at it as though God is planting that seed because it's something that I have a desire for and that God wants to see me fulfill. So I would never want anyone to ever think that their idea is crazy or outlandish and, you know, having people tell them that it's not possible. I mean, I never thought it was possible to open a studio, let alone start something online. So how EvolveYogaOnline.com came up, what I came up with was a lot of people were seasonal at my studio and they would say to me, hey, Bronwyn, you know, it'd be with your broadcasting background, you should be doing something online. 
And we would love to be able to have you take, you know, take you home with us when we go back to Oregon or Washington or Canada or Florida, wherever they were returning home to for the summer. And I kicked it around and I heard this for well over a year. And then on top of that, um, I had family that was encouraging me, um, especially even my brother who helped nurture that platform and help me get it started. So, because we all need a team and, and people to help us out along the way. Um, so finally I did it. And when I decided to do it, I did it full bore. Um, I hired a professional photographer or videographer rather. Um, we ended up shooting, gosh, the, my downtime was always the summer. So I think I shot like, I don't know, 30 plus classes over a summer. And then I just started putting them out there, putting them out there, putting them out there and made it a subscription platform. And, you know, the competition's fierce. I mean, you've got so many people, you know, there were still people that were online way before I was, but I also was not just doing it for the general public, but I was doing it per request because my members really wanted it. And that was something that I wanted to help fulfill for them. And, you know, I still have people who have been with me the, the whole time, you know, from when I started my online or they found me or there were a referral or whatever. So I'm, I feel very blessed to be able to offer a platform. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, when you do have a lot of choices out there, it's going to be about who a person connects with. Right. For sure. So if they connect with my, with my teaching in the way and my style, then they're going to stay. <laughs> but I also know that, you know, there's a lot of choices and, and I get that, but I feel very blessed that I've had such a loyal um, group of people and a loyal community that went from, you know, the brick and mortar to online. And then especially when, when we were shut down in, in March because of COVID, I definitely saw an influx of memberships um, because then people were like, wow. And it's so interesting because every, so many people who said, I could never do home, you know, do yoga at home and do it online. I'm like, well, now you either do the yoga or you don't, because now you don't really have a choice. So, um, so it's kind of interesting how we've all, we've all had to make changes um, in the last going on nine months now. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel super fortunate to have been able to, to build that platform. It's been a blessing, really. Very diverse. Um uh, set of videos too. So you have yoga for moms, yoga for runners, um, gentle yoga, vinyasa. And so if you're, she, Bronwyn has something for everybody. And so, you know, that's my go-to for uh, referring people evolve yoga online. If you guys are looking for a platform online to do at home, I definitely recommend hers. Um, and so just another, uh, another opportunity for uh, connection with Bronwyn which leads me to, and by the way, I got to say real quick, I've worked at a lot of yoga studios. I've had the luxury of teaching in a lot of yoga studios. And this is a testament, Bronwyn, to your character. You pay the best of all of them. Oh, well, and, thank you. And that's a testament to your character. <laughs> and it's just little thank things you. like that. Like I loved showing up every day. I loved meeting the community who loves you and is just so committed to that studio and now committed to your online platform. But um, you just created something really special there and I was grateful to be a part of it. Um, and the way you paid, it just, that that showed up and like how you do things, um, that's just a testament to your character. So I wanted to say that. Oh, that's sweet of you. Yeah, I mean, I it look at it from the perspective that use it did all the training just like I did. And it's a lot of work, a lot of dedication. It's a lot of work on the body. It's a lot of work on the mind. It's about being in the right mindset. And then it's about delivering that content in such a way that if you are truly there to help people, then yeah, I think people should be compensated. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of work. So I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. And you mentioned your mom, Bonnie, earlier. Uh, and I got the yeah. pleasure to meet Bonnie and um, Bronwyn and I were together in Whistler last June at a yoga retreat that she helped me co-lead, uh, Disconnect to Reconnect. And it was a five-day yoga retreat in Whistler. And Bronwyn brought her mom and I brought my mom and we got to experience that together with our moms. And it was such a powerful experience, so emotional 
um, to, to share that space. And I'll speak for my mom and I, you know, we had some breakthroughs and, and that intimate connection and that setting for five days. Um, it was just so cool to be able to experience that with my mom, but even more importantly, to see you and your mom get to do that same thing and do it together. That was really special. And uh, I just wanted to make a, a reference to that because um, it was a special time. It was a really special time. And really, I mean, I didn't co-lead anything. I was there to just hang out and have fun with you really. And it was an opportunity for my mom to, to get away and be, um, for us to be together and have a really safe and open space. And you definitely, I was so impressed, not only with the space that you chose, um, but the group of people that came, um, you were a great, great leader um, in bringing that to everybody. And you too took a leap of faith. So let's not underestimate here the, the power of what you did and what, what you did for everybody at the retreat. And I mean, you, I was very impressed with the work that you did. You did a great job. And yeah, I mean, it was, I love being able to spend time with you and meeting new people. And it just, I felt safe there. And I know that even, you know, everybody that was there couldn't have said any better things. In fact, none of us wanted to leave. I remember yeah. that. And I know that um, we'd all love to do it again. So maybe, maybe there'll be an opportunity in the future when, when the world opens up a little bit more. I'm hoping so. And you and I have talked about it a little bit recently. So um, that's, that's my passion and to see people get to open up and um, be vulnerable and give other people permission to be vulnerable. Like that's what it's all about, what we got to experience there together with, you know, 20 other people from all walks of life. Um, a lot of people didn't know each other and uh, that connection and community, we need it now more than ever, uh, as you and I were talking. And I think it's so important, like every time, if you and I don't talk for a while, Bronwyn, every time we do talk, it's like no time um, elapsed because uh, just we're kindred spirits. And I think it's so important for people listening to make sure you surround yourself with people like Bronwyn who are doing awesome things, who, um, you know, a woman of faith, uh, she's, she's stepping into her power. She's saying yes to all these things um, that, are not easy to do, especially during a time of COVID to make these changes and to say yes. And uh, that's why it's so cool to have you on, but just you inspire me in our friendship because I see what you're doing and it gives me permission to, to say yes and step into my power because I have you in my life to kind of show me what's possible. And I think we all need that, uh, those people in our life to show us what's possible. And I just want to acknowledge you again for all the things you've done and for people listening, you know, how important it is to have people in our life who are doing things that give us that permission to step into our own power. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that. And, and with that being said, I mean, we, we talked not too long ago, but the one thing that I would really want people to, to take heed of is that I may be saying yes to a lot of things, but I've also learned to say no to a lot of things. Um, the one thing that I would definitely say is we've all said yes when we don't want to say yes, because maybe we thought that we would hurt someone's feelings or, you know, or someone wouldn't ever ask us to do something again if we said no this time go around or that we wouldn't be invited um, to, to experience something. The one thing that I have learned that if you are not aligned with whatever the invitation is, then you shouldn't do it because the only thing that's going to come of that is you're not going to be able to give it hundred percent your effort, which ends up making whoever you're working with, they're, they're going to see that you weren't into it either. Then you're going to be resentful that you did say yes, <laughs> because you're going to feel as though you could have been spending your time better elsewhere. And it's really just a disservice full circle. If you're not hundred percent aligned with doing it, um, that's the one thing that I would definitely, I guess you could say suggest because I mean, there have been so many times that I said yes. And it was early on in my career because I feared so much that, that I wouldn't maybe be invited again to do something unique and special like that. But then at the same time, once I started 
you know, going after things that I really felt like I was aligned with. If they worked out, they did. If they didn't, I always said, I always tried to keep an attitude of, okay, that's not what God wanted for me. I wanted that, but that's not what God wanted for me. And then that way I really got into the mindset of it's got something better for me. And that's why that didn't work out. So I think alignment is really, really important, Andrew, at least for me in my life. I like that. Two things. No is a complete sentence. <laughs> yes. for, for everybody listening, no, we don't owe a justification. We don't have to explain why. No is a complete sentence. Uh, I, one thing I've learned. Um, and uh, I think one thing yoga has taught me is I love your alignment and we feel it in our body if things are out of alignment. For me, it's the tension in my neck, my upper back and neck, angst in my stomach. And so our body is very, it's, it's smart. We, it, it sends us messages when we're out of alignment. If we have values that are important to us and we make decisions that compromise those values and go against what's important, our body's going to tell us. And if we pay attention and tap into that, we can, we can, we know the answer. We can feel it. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more on that. When you, I know what you're talking about. It's like, if I feel like something isn't right, all of a sudden my body will, it'll tense. It'll be like, Hey, this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. Um, which is, you know, I wasn't feeling right being back in California anymore. I felt a lot of angst. I did feel it in my stomach. I was feeling trapped. I was feeling suffocated. I was feeling like I couldn't like, I was like, this can't be the end of my end. I'll be. <laughs> so when I think right now, if anybody has an opportunity or you're thinking about trying to do something professionally, while the world is a little bit still and a little bit quiet, this is the best time to go within, dig deep, go for your passion and start pulling those, pulling all those pieces out and start just putting your puzzle together because it's really important, you know, don't sit around being idle. Just don't waste any time. Because there's a lot of people who are working behind the scenes right now. That I do know. Yeah, I agree. And they're going to come out and everyone's going to say, oh, well, how did that happen? Well, because they've been working behind the scenes. That's the other thing. A lot of people don't see all the hard work. They just all of a sudden kind of see the outcome. <laughs> too. So, let's, let's stay on that for a second, Bronwyn. Give, me, give us an example of uh, what your going in looks like on a practical, maybe daily basis. Is it a meditation? Is it prayer? What does yours look like for people listening that... They're like, great, Bronwyn, it sounds good, but how do, what's that look like? How, how can I go within? What does that look like? Any advice? Well, sure. Every morning when I get up, um, I definitely get up sometimes an hour earlier than anybody in the house. So if that means I need to get up at five o'clock in the morning or sometimes earlier, then that's what I do. Um, so I'll get up about, yeah, 30 minutes to an hour before um, everybody in the house because I just need that little downtime. Um, I enjoy my coffees and I make myself a latte. And then I, um, I have a devotional that I read every morning and I just sit and pray over whatever the, the devotional is because I trust that for that day, that's what I was supposed to read. Um, sometimes I go with a day to day devotional where you actually have, you know, it marks the day, but then sometimes I'll even flip it open and just let it falls to whatever page instead of going the the actual calendar day because I'm like you know what today I need to mix it up and I'm just going to let it land where it needs to so I read it and then I really I really make focus to that um whatever that devotional is I go okay and I really try to carry out that message throughout my day or I'll ponder on it sometimes I'll take a snapshot of it in my phone and then I'll if I feel as though I need to reference it during the day um, it sets the whole precedence. I feel like for my day, it doesn't mean because I read my devotional, I'm not going to have a crappy day because mm -hmm. that happens too. There's no guarantee or, you know, life happens and things are happening, but, um, that's really kind of how I start my day. Sometimes I will start with, with a short little stretch or workout or some sort of like some yoga postures, um, so that I can just get the blood moving, um, with it being so dark in the morning, <laughs> still, when I get up, I can't really go out and go for a walk or a hike or anything like that, but that's really how I start my day. And then I get my kids up and I'm making lunches and getting ready for work and driving them to school. And then 
I had uh, I head into the office. I think there's something to be said about that quiet time. And I know in the past, you and I have, uh, we used to text each other different uh, Bible verses and um, inspirational daily devotionals. And, you know, God is very important in my life. And I know yours as well. And starting our day with that positive, inspiring, empowering, nurturing message is just so important before life starts to happen. And for me, that quiet time, like you, is so cherished and I protect it because just, just being not doing for me, like in my prayer and meditation, that's when a lot of the discernment and answers and creative thoughts come to me when I'm still in that mm-hmm. quiet time in the morning. Uh, and so I, for people listening, you know, like Bronwyn said, that quiet time in the morning to tap in, ask the questions you're looking for answers for and wait for guidance. And, uh, it's powerful. And so I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so a couple things. Um, let's talk about faith since we're on it. I know faith is really important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me step back real quick because faith ties into what I'm going to bring up. The CW3 Confidence Summit, January 21st, 2021. And I'm going to come back to faith because faith is, you're allowing me to participate in the summit and faith is a big part of that. So first off, tell us about the CW3 Confidence Summit. What is it? Who is it for? And um, how can people support it? And where do they go to uh, participate? Sure. The CW3 Confidence Summit um, is all about women, wealth, and wellness. So it last year was a live conference that was a one day that was held in Palm Springs. I worked with uh, Robert Schein of Hightower Financial right there in Palm Desert, California. And uh, how that relationship came about is that I approached him because I saw the synergy between wealth and wellness. And I approached him about maybe doing some, some videos for him to place online or do whatever he wanted to do with them. And um, we ended up doing a whole series of videos, but it also sparked his desire uh, starting a conference and summit uh, based upon a program called The Few, which is the Financially Empowered Woman. And that is a program that he established, Robert Shine established for women because working in finances for as long as he had, what he had recognized is that a lot of women didn't understand their finances. So if their spouse passed away, they were kind of left holding a lot of, say, you know, real estate or cash or whatever businesses, and they didn't know what to do with it or how to diversify. So he really was, you know, or an and is still helping women do that. Uh, I came in with the wellness portion of it, of, you know, that whole mind, body and spirit aspect of it. Mm. So he really liked that idea. And so what we ended up doing is he said, Hey, I really need you to lead the wellness portion of the summit. I'll do the wealth and let's, let's go out there and help some women who, you know, we all, we all need help and we all need coaching. We all need, you know, some sort of accountability partner. And it was really the CW3 became exactly like that. So we ended up putting together, um, panels last last year in or I could yeah in 2020 this year and it was a great summit and uh, had much success and then of course we planned to do it in person and then COVID hit so we have taken the summit now online the lineup of speakers not only was great last year but this year I so wish we were live because this year it's like ridiculously off the hook with the speakers that we have, including yourself, Andrew. So I'm so happy that you, yeah, I'll do it. Um, I mean, we're all in really great company with who is speaking. Um, We've got Lori Creed as as a keynote speaker. Um, Lauren Del Sarto is joining us again. Um, I believe Jay Nixon is on board. Um, Let's see who else, Thalia Hayden is on board. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. There's another woman named Carol Laurie. Um, these are people from my, from my panel. 
Um, let's see, who else do I have? Daniela Rushton, who's in the UK, who had a desire to write a, write a book about fairy tales. And she is a recently published author and she just had this love and desire and her whole inspiration came out of, you know, her, out of her desert home there in La Quinta. So there's a lot of great, great stories that people are going to hear, but also that of, of inspiration. And so I'm so happy that you're taking on the principle of faith, Andrew, because I, I knew that that would be something that you would you would connect with and it would be great for your following for your viewers for people who trust and and love you and it's just it's just such a great way to reach other other women um, about what we're doing and the idea is to inspire and empower them and especially right now people need it more than ever so um and what means what means a lot, first off, is the fact that you asked me to be a speaker. So that is something I'm just so grateful for. But number two, even more importantly, is the fact that you asked me to speak on the topic of faith, that principle. Because, Bronwyn, I know how much faith means to you and how important that principle is in your life. So that it means even more. It means the world because you trust me to uh, speak on that. And so... I just really want to acknowledge you and thank you for um, allowing me to be a part of it and to speak about something that I know is so important to both of us, and that's being faith. Well, you're perfect for it. You, I wouldn't. I actually didn't think of anybody else. So I was like, he's the one, and I was like, and he's a guy. This is so great. This is fun. I mean, you're gonna be amazing. All right. So faith. Let's talk about that because I know how important it is to you. Why? is faith so important and what does that look like to you on a daily basis for people listening because you know it's very broad and so general and so boil it down to us talk to us about faith Bronwyn, and why it's so important and what it looks like for you well faith wasn't always a part of my life i didn't grow up with any sort of belief system um it really wasn't until probably college um that i started looking more into it. Really, it was my aunt, my Aunt Brenda, that brought me to the Lord. Um, she's a very devout Christian, and she's the most amazing aunt. She's like a second mom to me. Um, by all means, I mean, as Christians, we know we're not perfect. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I've had my ups and downs with my Christianity, too. I, I, I will be completely authentic and vulnerable with saying that. It's not always easy to be a Christian, either. Um, it's, it's got its battles, but yeah, I do. I, I, I've done life with the Lord and I've done life without the Lord. And there's a significant difference. Um, I have been able to reap all the love and grace from God and so many different circumstances that were absolutely humanly impossible. That they things that have happened in my life would have never happened if it, if I wasn't touched by God's grace. Um, the examples of you know yes I had to go on food stamps and that was hard but that that service was there for my daughters and I. Um, being able to open a business um, by leveraging my car to do it, building a community, having people show up. Um, a lot of people thought too, oh, yoga and Christianity, like how does that work? I'm like, I mean, it just works. Like <laughs> it, I, I know that, and, and people sometimes questioned me about that. And I said, I know that if I was doing something that wasn't right, God would not bless me with all of this and or best bless a community to be able to practice in this space. Um, Let's see other examples. The most recent example is 110% all day long. My opportunity to come here to Scottsdale. Mm. Um, there is no way that I would ever be here in a million years if it wasn't by his, by his grace. Um, I literally was pushing and pushing and pushing, um, to be able to stay in California. So after I decided to close the studio and go completely online, this was before COVID, I had other opportunities that, that were lined up. 
every opportunity, the door closed as soon as COVID hit. They were no more. They were like, can't, can't bring you on, Bronwyn, can't do it. And I totally understand. By all means, I get it. I mean, everyone, we didn't know what this is. Um, and for them to even consider bringing me on, I would never in a million years um, even expect that. So I'll tell you just a brief story. I'm sitting by the pool one night and uh, let's see, what month is that? end of April or May, it's starting to get hot. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the girls swim in the pool. And I'm going, Oh, my gosh, I, I'm literally start praying. I start praying. And I'm like, you know, my God, I need you to work in some way with me. I mean, I've got all the tools. I've collected all these tools over the years in my tool belt, like, give me a space where I can utilize my talents where I can make a good living, I can support my family. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I was like desperate. I'm like crying. I'm like, mm. I need help. Cause it, it, when COVID hit and all this, it was very reminiscent of 2008 for me. So naturally I was very triggered. <laughs> Let's just mm. put it that way. I was I like, okay, I cannot go through a loss like this again. I can't do it. And now I have a decade ex of experience behind me. So all of a sudden I look up wellness jobs in Scottsdale on my phone and that pops this company and I now work for Trivita. It's an integrative wellness company and it says senior copywriter and I will look at the job description and I'm like, yep, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And then there were a couple of things and I'm like, I don't really know how to do that, but I'll figure it out because I'm a figure outable kind of girl. I figure things out. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it out. If I don't know how to do it. I'm going to figure it out. So the next day, I write out my resume. I write a cover letter. I don't tell anybody about it. And I send it in. I follow up about four days later. And they go, oh, yeah, we, I, and I sent it through a third party. So I wanted to make sure. So I say, oh, well, I'm just calling to make sure. Yep, we received it. If we're interested, we'll call you back. Okay. So they call me back about four days later after I made my inquiry and they said, hey, we really liked your resume and we'd like to ask you a few questions. So they start to ask me some questions over the phone. They're like, well, you live in California? And I said, yes, well, are you willing to move? Yes, I am. And I had already made a decision. Like if I have to move somewhere, I gotta move. Like I, I can't stay here because there's nothing for me here anymore. I kept pushing against something I was being pushed against. So that's another thing like people really need to keep an eye out for. Like if you're pushing, pushing, pushing and everything's pushing back against you, it's time for you to make a real scary leap of faith. <laughs> like you got to put yourself out there. So I go through this interviewing process. I come out here in the month of June, the first weekend of June, and I do an in-person interview. Um, I knew things were going in the right direction after I was there for two and a half hours. Um, and then when they were interviewing me, they said, you know, you interviewed for the senior copywriter, but we actually see you doing something different with us. I said, really? Okay, what does that look like? Well, with your broadcast journalism background, we happen to see you doing more of um, being a spokesperson for the company, being a voice, being a face, being able to get out into the public via video. I went, okay, this is a national company. I, what does this look like? Process went on a little bit further and up having interviews with the founder. Uh, he said, we've never had a position like this before. And I said, I just threw it out there. And this was from a mentor of mine, um, actually Vicki Higgins. I'm going to give her some, some props here. Vicki Higgins, who's also part of the CW3. I was asking her a lot of questions and she was kind of mentoring me uh, along anyway. So I basically said, hey, how about I take a stab at writing the job description, <laughs> right? And they said, that sounds great. Why don't you help us with that? And I said, wonderful. So I went back, wrote a job description, submitted it. They said, we love it. And um, they said, uh, when would you like to start? And I said, why don't you give me 30 days? And that's what happened. And I packed up my stuff, found how I came out here the following weekend to Arizona. My brother helped me find a place to live because he's in real estate. I, that weekend, put money down as a deposit on a house, packed up my stuff, um, 
and uh, moved my daughters and I here. We were starting completely fresh, new school, new job, new career, new everything. Scary, yes. But there is one pastor that I really, really like, named Joyce Meyer, and she says, do it scared. And that's what I did. Do it when you're scared. And even a former mentor of mine, Todd Durkin in San Diego. Yep. He said, uh, I remember when I first opened my studio, I said, I don't know if I can do it. I don't really have all the money to do it. And he said, are you scared? I said, yep. He goes, that's when you need to take the leap. Yes. So, yep. I said, I'm scared as I'll get out. But each time that you do something that's scary, it gets a little bit less scary. So now I'm like, whoa, sky's the limit. So they brought me in now as their director of communications. I'm also now the editor of a um, of the Revita Journal, as well as their spokesperson. We just finished our first national show that I wrote and co-produced. Um, that show will start airing on about 38 stations across the country, or at least in the United States here, um, starting on the 10th of this month. So it's pretty wow. exciting. So two things that really stand out and thank you for sharing that story. That's a perfect example for people listening. That was God's grace all day long. And I work for a Christian company to boot. So it's awesome. So two things, faith. um, I call my faith is in God. And I know Bronwyn's is being Christians. Faith is in God. Faith can be in, call it universe, higher power, whatever you want. I have people in recovery. There's one guy who calls it a football. As long as it's not us, a higher an entity other than us having control and and putting things uh, putting things in place that otherwise wouldn't have happened. Having faith in something bigger than ourselves that um, you know every morning I ask to do God's will, uh, but it's faith in something other than ourselves. Um, and so I just want to make sure people listening, if it's not God for you, higher power, universe whatever it is, find that faith in something. Uh, And then the second thing is faith without works is dead. Bronwyn's story is not, her faith is a verb. She took action. And that's the one thing I really want to highlight is, yeah, we can pray and meditate and get the answers, but if we don't take action, nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. She got the inspiration and then she took the action. Now she's being rewarded. And that's what I love. It's a verb, you know, it's get that intuition, get that thought, get that inspiration, that seed that's planted. And then we take action. More will be revealed as we put one foot, like Bronwyn said, in front of the other, more will be revealed, but taking the action, move a muscle changes the thought and not sitting on our tush, you know, wishing for things to happen, taking action, action, verb, faith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it is, it's always scary. And you don't have to start out running. I mean, even if you need to dip your toe and then you start to, you know, go a little bit, a little bit more. Now your foot's in and, you know, now you just, and I, I'm not a, um, I'm a pretty strategic thinker. (laughs) So I do typically take my time. I don't rush into things. So that's another thing like, you know, don't be a knee jerk reaction you know, really think about it. Is this right for you? What will the outcome be? Most of the time people fear about, you know, what the, well, if I do this, then, you know, what if it doesn't work out? Well, I mean, we've all heard this. Well, what if it does work out? <laughs> you know, then What's you don't, the best thing that could, will happen. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I learned, and it's part of my seven principles too, like just stop what ifing, you know, your what if turn it into something that, in, that is, is i mean just gotta you just gotta move forward and you know it's not always going to work out i mean i've had things that haven't worked out too but i've learned from them so then there's a lesson to be learned there's a lesson to be learned in all of it regardless so um yeah i mean it's all of its life is scary right so you there what else do you have living you got to live by faith and yes it's a very valid point not everybody's faith is going to be that of 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 God or Jesus. I mean, I I totally get that. So whatever works for somebody, turn to it. And that, you know, if that's what makes you feel, feel good. Well, I appreciate you, Bronwyn, like 
there's going to be a round two, obviously, because there's so much more to explore and unpack with you. Um, but I just want to acknowledge you one more time uh, for all that you're doing. Um, just being such an inspiration in my life. Um, you're, you're a beautiful mom. You're an awesome friend. You're a pillar in the community. Um, and just, I just want to acknowledge you for everything you've done and continue to do. And I'm looking forward to um, the summit in January. Where is the best place for people to find you for people listening that want more of you? Want more of me? I would say evolveyogaonline.com. That would be the yoga platform. People okay. can certainly follow me on Facebook or Instagram, which would be my first and last name, Bronwyn Ison, B R O N W Y N Ison, I S O N. So people can take a look as to what's going on with my daughters and I. Um, and I also work for Trivita, which is again it's a wellness company we're all into immune building and anti-inflammatory products so um, like I said I'm an editor there for one of our publications we have two of them and um, you can always find out more information about what I'm what I'm doing there and I may end up if I if I end up getting the permission pro posting the link of, of this new show so It'll be super, super fun. So that's how people can can get in touch with me. I'm pretty accessible. <laughs> and I will put all those things in the show notes for people listening if you're driving so you don't have to write it down. Um, and then Bronwyn will, Bronwyn will share with me uh, all that she's up to and I'll share it with you guys via Instagram and any way I can. So Bronwyn, thank you so much. I love you. Uh, I appreciate you. I acknowledge you. Um, and I know people listening got so much value um, from how you show up in the world and the person, the beautiful, uh, woman of faith and, uh, daughter of God that, um, I get to be on this journey with you. I'm so grateful. Now, Andrew, I love you and I miss you and we've got to do something together again. And in the near future, I'm so happy and blessed that you said yes to the CW3 summit. Um, and I do love that when we haven't talked in some time, we pick up, like it was like, we, been talking the whole time so i i really um acknowledge all the greatness that you're doing um for the people that you're coaching your podcast your yoga um i've seen you come a long way uh over this very short amount of time of though i feel like i've known you my whole life and yes god has blessed you i'm seeing you do wonderful things for people and yes you're always always going to be my most dearest bestest of friends and i love you so much all right, guys. Thank you, Bronwyn. Thanks for everybody listening. Everybody have a beautiful rest of your day. Sending everybody lots of love, positive vibes, and big hugs. Until next time, friends. Peace.